You are listening to History Man, the platform for historians, authors, and museum directors to tell their stories of the American Revolution. Walk in the footsteps of heroes and proclaim freedom reigns. On today's episode, we are with Steve Sudreth, author of The Trails Through Time, A History of the Blowing Rock Area, 1400 to 1900. Steve, welcome. Glad to be here. Steve, we, we actually did a, an episode. It covered hundreds of years of, uh, of this area of the country. We talked about the Watauga settlement being, they called it the over the mountain regions for a reason. It literally was over the mountains. They actually jumped over some Cherokee land and bought some land or leased some land from the Cherokee Indians and established a settlement. And then the regulator movement kind of, after that happened, all of a sudden you had the population just grow in this uh, new settlement of the over the mountain men. And we talked about the different uh, nationalities that were tied into there. You had the Huguenots, you had the Scotch-Irish, you, you had some Irish, you had some English. You just had a whole group of, of different influences in this community. But one thing that kind of held them all together was this, this threat of a Cherokee uprising that was fueled by the British, correct? Yes. And then once the... Uh, once the Revolutionary War really kicked into high gear and the, and the British were, were fueling the Cherokee hate um, by providing arms and ammunition, ammunition to the Cherokees to fight against settlers, uh, it, it became a, a, almost a two-front war with these, the mountain people who were patriots. Yes, it did. The Cherokee uprising against the settlers actually started before Lexington. Uh, you had forts that were built around North Carolina. The first one would be in the Wachovia settlement, which is now Winston-Salem, which was the Moravians. You had another fort built around 1765, Fort Dobbs, which is now in Statesville, North Carolina. Then you had Fort Isaacs, originally built, now called Fort Defiance, uh, on just northeast of Lenore, North Carolina, along the Yadkin River. You had Fort Crider, or Grider, which was in what's now downtown Lenore. You had Kathy's Fort, uh, named after a gentleman by the name of Kathy that was along Anderson Creek or the North Catawba River, just north of Marion. And then you had another fort built uh, at what's now Old Fort, North Carolina. They've actually built a replica of the fort right next to Interstate 40. And then you had Quaker Meadows, a uh, fort built there at some time uh, by Charles McDowell. Then when these Indian uprisings started in the 17, late 1760s, everybody would congregate. And then you had, of course, Fort Watauga over in uh, what's now Tennessee, Elizabethan area. And one of the reasons that the uh, British urged the uh, Cherokee to rebel was because because of the proclamation line and the fact that Richard Henderson had actually gone over there and purchased that land from them, 
the state of North Carolina and the state of Virginia passed laws, because they weren't sure at that time if it, they were in North Carolina or Virginia, but they passed laws saying that the transaction was null and void. So it sounds like there was a whole bunch of uh, different storm clouds rising up against the settlers in this, in this area and, uh, and just over the mountains. And we talked a little bit about how, how they communicated with the different settlements. And you said the only way to communicate was really by horse, right? Correct. So it leads me to the story. I ran across this story of Martin Gamble. I ran into some of his family in Mooresville, and they were telling me about their family history. And this is a family story that's been passed down and they are very proud of. Uh, so you have insight on Martin Gamble and maybe someone else that was with him when Ferguson was coming up into this region and shouting threats to everyone in the over the mountain region that led up to Kings Mountain. So. I'm, I'm sitting back and listening on this one. 1780 was a monumental year in the American Revolution in the Southern Campaign. The Patriots had lost Camden, the Battle of Camden. Uh, General Sumter had been routed, and Cornwallis was on the march to come up from South Carolina and into North Carolina. And General McDowell, uh, had sent a group into South Carolina in July to skirmish, and they had met uh, some Tories or militia. They met in several battles, and they found out that uh, and Colonel Shelby was one of the ones that was leading uh, the Patriot forces along with Colonel McDowell, uh, Charles McDowell. And they found out of a threat by Major Patrick Ferguson that he was going to come across the mountains and basically kill them and destroy all of their property and stuff. Colonel Shelby, who found out about Ferguson's threat, he rode to Fort Watauga on Nolichucky River and Colonel Charles McDowell was tasked with notifying the Patriots in Wilkes and Surrey County. And he enlisted several riders. There is a story that uh, signal fires were used, but I haven't found any evidence of that from original sources. I found secondary sources that say signal fires was used that was used, but I have not found anything of uh, that we could call original source material. And Colonel Charles McDowell sent out riders, express riders, to notify the Patriots in Surrey County and Wilkes County of the uh, approach of Ferguson, and the plan was for everybody to meet at Quaker Meadows. Quaker Meadows is where? Morganton, North Carolina. The first ride, express rider that we know of he sent out was a Jimmy Blair, James Blair, whose family lived in what's now Caldwell County in the Cedar Valley area. And uh, James Blair, Jimmy Blair, was like 17, 18 years old. 
and he mounted his horse to ride uh, up to uh, what's now Ashe County in Wilkes County to notify the Patriots that they were to meet at uh, Quaker Meadows. Along his route, he was wounded. He notified Ben Cleveland. Ben Cleveland sent him to his farm, which was his farm in um, what was called Big Glades in what's now Watauga County in the Deep Gap section, was a meeting place. And at that meeting place is where he met Martin Gamble. And Martin Gamble, in his ride to notify Patriots, before we, where is where is Big Glades? Right, modern day. Where is Big Glades? It's in the Todd area. Todd. Todd, North Carolina. It's on the Watauga Ash County lines along the New River. And at that point, uh, Martin Gamble rode. They don't know his exact route, but he rode north, notifying the people in the New River area of of North Carolina in Southwest Virginia. His route took him uh, to uh, what was called through the mouth of Wilson to a place called, that was known as Osborne's Fort. And he followed Fox Creek up through Troutdale near where Hurricane Campground is. And he ended up at Seven Mile Ford near Chilhowee, Virginia, along the uh, middle fork of the Holston River. How many miles is that? I do not know, but it's That's a way. It's got to be over 100 miles. Oh, yeah. My understanding, he did it like in 48 hours. Like yeah. Two horses were killed under him. Yeah. And he, made, he finally finished it on the third horse. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with his story, but... James Blair, Jimmy Blair, uh, he uh, he fought with the Patriots throughout the war, and he got all of you know he notified all the men of Surrey County and Colonel Ben Cleveland. Uh, he rallied Ben Cleveland and 350 Patriots, as well as notifying uh, Martin Gamble. How how far did he ride? He rode. Probably not as far as Martin Gamble, but he was he'd been shot. Who shot him? A Tory. A Tory shot. A ambush. Is it was that an ambush? And eventually, he moved uh, down to uh, northern Georgia. He served in Congress. They they named Blairsville, Georgia, after him. A Thomas Moore, a historian from Tennessee, actually wrote a poem in the 1800s about the ride of the rebel, as it was called. And it goes, he, he wrote, the race of the rebel, wilderness run, the race for a nation just begun. You will find it not on the gilded page, but on King's Mountain, starlit stage. Over the border, the British came, their jackets red as the sun. City and Hamlet had felt of the fall from the flash of the redcoat's gun. Over the border, Ferguson rode, he never rode back again. For Jimmy Blair, his horse bestrode and galloped with might and main. To Cleveland and to Campbell's tent, over the hill and over the valley he sped. And he roused the patriots as he went, as Gabriel would rouse the dead. Go for your country's life, he said, and away like a ghost he was gone. 
Riding from morn to midnight on to morn, oh, never was a race like that since gallant steed was born. And, uh, but that was 18th century uh, Thomas Moore, Thomas Trotwood Moore's poem about Jimmy Blair. And James Blair made Elizabeth Powell from the Powells of Watauga, or Caldwell County at the time. And when he moved to Habersham County, Georgia, where uh, Blairsville, Georgia is, he actually um, surveyed out, and it's still to this day called the Blair Line. It was the line between the Cherokee Nation and the state of Georgia. And it was on the Tallulah River. And then he brokered a lot of different uh, treaties between the Cherokee Indians and the state of Georgia. And he ended up becoming a senator from Habersham County and even though he spent 20 years in state legislature, he moved to Alabama and passed away there in 1839, I believe it was. Yes. And that like was the Paul Revere's of, of the Southern campaigns. That's what people called him, the, the Paul Revere of the South. And like Paul Revere, there was more than one of them. There so. was more than one of them, Martin Campbell. I've been familiar with James Blair from a family connection for years, but Martin Campbell's something that's recent to me. So Steve, tell us again how they can get a hold of your book. You can get it online at steve-sudderth-books dash square dot site or they can buy locally at Caldwell County Heritage Museum, the Wilkes County Heritage Museum, uh, locally at Footslogger's Boone or Bloin Rock, Deerfield Pharmacy Boone, Sunset Tees in Bloin Rock or the Bloin Rock itself.